we're going to take a look at maybe a lesser known verse about Christmas. So if you grab your Bibles there and turn to page 863, page 863. So we're going to look at um, 1 John chapter 3 and we're just dipping into well targeting one little section of this but I'm going to read from verse 7 to verse 10 of 1 John 3 let's pray Father thank you for your words thank you for the reality of your truth and that we can read it, we can be together to consider it and we pray for your spirit to illuminate our understanding and give us the joy and the shalom, the wholeness that comes from that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are, and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. And this is the word of the Lord. I want you to focus in particularly on verse 8, the second part there, where we're told the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Now this is, uh, this is one of our favorite little Christmas decorations on our Christmas tree. This is uh, the baby Jesus, as it's referred to at this time of year. They're looking all, all cozy with his, with his arms out, looking very happy. And what we ought to see, though, when we look at images like this, is not a harmless baby, but a warrior. Now, you might hear some people talk about the reason for the season, and they say that Jesus is the reason for the season. But why? What was his reason for, for being here? And there's many answers that we can give to that from, from the scriptures. But there's one that's often overlooked, and it's the one that we have just read. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Because Christmas and the baby Jesus is essentially about destruction. Uh, that never makes it onto any Christmas cards um, I have ever received. Have you? People say Jesus is the reason for the season, but you could also say to a degree that Satan is the reason for the season. 
Because the Son of Man comes to destroy the works of Satan. And Satan, of course, is a very hard worker, working to undermine all that is good, right, and true, and to bring misery and ruin. And Jesus comes to destroy his work. That's the reason the Son of God appeared, we're told here in 1 John 3, was to destroy and to destroy the old enemy who is working hard still, Satan. And so this baby Jesus that we hang in our trees and that we see on Christmas cards and refer to is the beginning of the end for Jesus. And we need to see a warrior. And no Christmas uh, talk would be complete, of course, without a big Christmas sack. So I brought my very large Christmas sack. And uh, I brought, you have to have props as well, of course. So we've had, uh, we've had the baby. What else might we find in here? Probably one you've not seen um, in a, well, maybe you have. We'll see. I brought along uh, Freddy. This is Freddy here. He's very reluctant to come out. He's a bit shy. This is Freddy, who um, was quite dangerous at one point in his life. He was uh, a venomous snake. Well, well now he's um, dead and, and stuffed. But he is actually a real snake, um, bought in the 1970s in Brown Thomas, I'm, I'm told, by the person who gave it to me. And um, that's Freddy, who lives in, who lives in our house, now, you know that we like snakes in our house, and uh, this guy, Freddy, as Maeve called him, he, he's quite harmless. He's not going to do you any harm. You look very scared over there, some of you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't do you any... Would you like to hold him? <laughs> so, we'll, we'll leave Freddy there out of sight for a moment. Of course, you know that we love, we love snakes in our house because we have a real snake... You know, you're welcome to come around and see her. We have a real snake named Callie, who is a, a corn snake. And people always ask, you know, does she bite? And I explain, look, anything with a mouth can, can bite you. But no, she, she's not going to bite you. <clears throat> you're far more likely to be bitten by a dog than, than by our, our snake, Callie. She's quite harmless as well. Now, Satan, when he appeared in the reading that Esther read for us from Genesis, he appears as a serpent. So he only takes on that appearance long, long ago. And he pretended when he came to be harmless. But he didn't get that kind of reaction that uh, we've gotten from Freddie here, where some of you have recoiled in, in, in fear and disgust. Quite the opposite, he was very attractive to Adam and Eve. And it was a horrible moment when he deceived Adam and Eve into thinking that he was, in fact, harmless. He tricked them into believing that he was good, what he had to say, that God was not, that God was mean-spirited, that God, God was holding out on them, that God was trying to take away their joy and couldn't be trusted and his plans were unfair, and he told them, look, yeah, did God really say that? And surely he's keeping the best things away from you. And he was very convincing and attractive and plausible, and they didn't see the danger. And all Satan wanted to do was to ruin them 
and to challenge God himself. This time of year, we've been warned a lot about the danger of, of scams and of being taken in by those who want us to click on, on fake links and take our details and take our money. And Adam and Eve actually were the first ever people to be scammed. And they believed that this was plausible, true, good, that this seemed like a great deal, better than what they had. And they clicked the link. And they clicked the link and gave away their details. And Satan has been spending on humanity's card ever since. And at great cost to us all, Satan lied. And when that lie was believed and acted upon, sadness and death poured into this world. And we still experience that today. And we still believe and act upon Satan's lies even today. Satan has been sinning since the start, we're told here in John. Because the devil, verse 8, has been sinning from the beginning. And that turning away from God has persisted in Satan's work. He twists the truth and brings destruction with him. And it looked like Satan had won on that occasion. But the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. God promised a warrior who would crush Satan's head. That's what we read in Genesis. That's who we need to see in the manger, this warrior, this skull crusher, sin crusher. Jesus will be everything Adam failed to be, and he defeats Satan for us. He comes to destroy the works of Satan, of the devil. It's not another snake in here, don't fear. What have I got? What have I got here? Things are harder to get out of this bag than you might think. Ah. I brought along my, uh, my sword. <clears throat> this uh, usually hangs in, in my study um, on the wall. I think it's quite cool, but it, it's only an ornament, of course. It wouldn't do much good in uh, an actual battle of any sort. Maybe you could whack somebody over the head with it, but you'd probably just irritate them as opposed to do them any, any harm. And wooden weapons are, of course, not something any warrior would ever bring into battle. But, of course, this warrior we're thinking about, Jesus, is not like any other warrior. And his, his first weapon, I've actually been thinking about this, you can see the first weapon here, actually, because the first weapon he brings is, is the manger itself. Because he was here. He was on the battlefield and he would confront Satan in person, starting from day one. And the manger held him physically. He came physically. And every day of his life as a man was a defeat for Satan. Satan's work was, was being destroyed because Jesus didn't fall for Satan's scams, for his for his temptations and lies. And in him, in Jesus, we don't need to either. In him, we can cancel that card, so to speak. It's made ineffective. But the manger wasn't, of course, the, the weapon, the wooden weapon of choice for Jesus because that, oh, he's taking a tumble. There. That, of course, was, was the cross. It was the wooden Roman cross. I mean, have you ever considered 
these two things as weapons. The intention from a human perspective was to weaponize the worst of Roman cruelty to destroy Jesus. But actually this was God's ultimate weapon against the enemy. When he died by the cross, it looked like it was defeat, of course. It looked like the end. It looked like it was all over. And actually it was, but not for Jesus. It was all over for Satan. In his death, Jesus took away all our sin by the wooden weaponry of the cross. He disarmed and he defeats the accuser, Satan. Jesus crushes him because Jesus is the true Adam. You see a little bit further up in our reading in verse 5, it tells us, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So in taking away of our sin, Satan is disarmed. He's defeated. His power over us is, is made ineffective. It's destroyed. He's shamed and shown for the scammer that he really truly is. And Jesus covers all of our losses from that, all of the fees he restores us to God. Jesus has won the war that we, of course, ourselves never could, and he's done it on our behalf. He's defeated sin and Satan by the life resurrection and by his life, death, and resurrection. And so Satan is mortally wounded, but of course he's still trying to destroy while he can, but he will be done away with finally in God's timing. But he no longer has the power over those of us who trust him. And that means, for example, those dark intrusive thoughts need not swamp you. Temptation need not overcome you. Guilt need not find any home in your heart. And when we're accused of failing God and of one another, we turn to our warrior Jesus and we say, he's won. He has won for me. He has destroyed the works of Satan. I have the victory in this Jesus and I am free from accusation and I am free and in liberty in Jesus. In him we stand fast. We can resist the darkness and conquer the one who has been sinning from the beginning and trying to take us down with him. So it's Christmas Eve, and as we celebrate Christmas, remember this lesser-known verse. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And so remember Jesus as the great warrior. Remember that he has won, and celebrate the life hope, and freedom that he brings to us. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that Jesus did indeed appear, that he did destroy the devil's work, and that in him that victory is ours, and we thank you for it. May the reality of that truth fill us with joy this Christmas. Amen.